Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Christina Boyd from Quantum Fitness out of Kannapolis, North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Christina. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, super excited to have you on. Um, but before we jump into, you know, running the business and how you manage all that, first tell me about um, what made you join Quantum Fitness in the first place. Um, well, I guess the long story is about six years ago, I had um, moved to the area, North Carolina, and from Tennessee, I was a single mom. Um, I had never really done anything other than like, you know, Planet Fitness or whatever, just kind of like gyms like that before. Um, moved here and I had um, a, an ad pop up on my Facebook for a six weeks challenge, right? And I was like, okay, I got to change my life. I have to do something um, for me because I was, you know, married, had kids and everything was, you know, husband, kids, never d- took care of myself. So I think I have a very relatable story to a lot of women in that same space of husband and kids taking care of all those things. Um, and you kind of put yourself on that back burner. So, um, obviously in time and health, I didn't take care of myself, right. Didn't work out. Was always doing for, for everybody else. I mean, you know, you, you know what I mean? I'm not saying I was, you know, like, Oh, what was me? It was just my job. Um, but when I moved here, my kids were a little bit older now at this point, I had, was the heaviest that I had ever been, um, in my life. I, I was like, I weighed more, you know, in moving here before I moved here, I weighed more than I did, you know, when I was nine months pregnant. And again, I hear that story from a lot of our members, like, Oh my gosh, I weigh more now than I did when I was nine months pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, so the six weeks ad popped up on my page and I was like, okay, I got to do it. I got to do something for myself. Um, I, I got to just, I'm going to do, I can do anything for six weeks. Right. So I joined the program and absolutely fell in love with it. I was like, oh my God, it changed my, obviously it changed my life. Cause now I'm in, <laughs> now I run a gym. Um, yeah. and I was in car sales before that I was a car salesman. I actually was very good at it. Um, and so started the program after the six weeks, I joined as a regular member of the gym after the six weeks was up. Shortly thereafter, I went and got um, my L1 certification because like I said, I just kind of fell in love with it. And then I, so I went and got that within three months of being a member of the gym. Um, and then I started helping out coaching, um, you know, because uh, like I said, I just, I got a passion for it. I wanted to help people. I wanted them to feel the way that I felt. I wanted them to feel good in their bodies and not be miserable trying on clothes. And I just wanted them to have also have the mental, the mental clarity of when you work out, um, you know, um, those of us who do work out, those who do have that regular gym routine will obviously know that it's not only a physical thing. It's definitely a mental and it really just helps you, um, you know, in your day-to-day life, even though it doesn't obviously solve your problem, it just helps you to get that, those, uh, you know, levels in your brain, the, the hormone levels in your brain to simmer down and helps you to, you know, kind of get through life. Um, but anyway, so after working at the gym that I had started at and started coaching, I decided to branch out on my own. I opened my own gym. 
and ran it very successfully through COVID and everything. Um, uh, you know, did that. And then I sold it to my head coach. He's still running it. It's still running really, really well. Um, and I was asked by someone to come and, um, so the current owner of the gym that I'm in right now, he was like, Hey, I'm going to buy this gym and I want you to come in and, and run, run it for me. So here I am. That's my story. That's kind of like how I got started. So this is six years. I've been in this for six years. That's incredible. I love that you started with it as a passion and you recognize, you know, how fitness can really change people's lives, not even just physically, but even absolutely. Yeah. So that's amazing. Um, why did you decide to, you know, leave the gym that you had? Why did you decide to sell and kind of move into it? Um, I, I, it was, it was, uh, because I had branched off from my gym, the one that I was in, um, and we're kind of in a smaller area ish. So I wanted to make sure that I opened a gym that was not in comparison. Like I didn't want to um, uh, not compete. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to step on anybody's toes. Mm -hmm. So my gym was out. It was about 25 minutes away from me. Um, so again, just being a single mom um, and, and, and running that it, it became, it was a lot for me to do. And I kind of went off into another field for a little while anyway, for about a year. Uh, I had sold the gym and for about a year I got into, um, you know, some construction and stuff like that. And then, um, and then, like I said, this, you know, this owner reached out to me cause he knew, you know, that I was successful out where I was and he said, Hey, you know, will you come? So, so I kind of took a year off from running one and owning one, um, obviously kept going, but didn't, didn't, wasn't running it. And then I was asked to come on here. So here I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a great story. And I'm sure like the, the background in sales and owning your own business is super helpful mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. um, as well. So yeah, that's awesome. Tell me a little bit about quantum fitness. Like what are the services that are offered there? Um, how do mm -hmm. you describe it to someone who's never been in before? <laughs> I always say we're a little bit bougie. <laughs> we're not like your typical gym. If you follow our pages on Instagram and Facebook, you'll see our pictures and things like that. We are, um, you know, so our, our gym is a very clean. Um, we're, we're kind of OCD about it. <laughs> um, so it's not typical in that sense that it's like super, we're like ridiculous about it. Um, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just not your typical, typical gym. Um, so yeah, I like to just say we're a little bougie in that sense. Um, because when you think of things such as like I don't know if I can say this, but if you think of gyms like CrossFit gyms or bootcamp gyms or anything like that, um, you know, they're, they're kind of like that, uh, rugged kind of a thing, um, which don't get me wrong. We, we bust our butts in here. Um, which just, it's just a little bit of a different environment, but we services that we offer, um, as far as what we have, we do have, um, like a cafe, we call it like our little cafe. So we offer, you know, really healthy food options and items, everything in there is either keto or paleo friendly, um, or, you know, low, whatever it's, it's like, I hate it when I go to a place and I'm in a hurry and I'm like, I have to start reading all the labels. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I really, I'm really hungry. or I'm really thirsty. I need an energy drink. I need this. I need that. I gotta go. But now I don't know if I can have it right here. I always tell everyone anything that's in here, you can eat it. It, you can eat it or drink it. It's, it's all clean. We get, we have like the best products. Um, we, um, we offer, uh, as far as our services in the gym would be obviously the group classes. We have personal training and we also offer adaptive athlete training, um, that I'm pretty proud of. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So we, on Mondays and Wednesdays at one o'clock, we have a class for, um, right now it's just amputees, but it really is for anybody that has uh, a disability, whether it be physical or even mental. Um, we can work with what they call adaptive athletes. So um, again, if you follow our page, you'll see our videos. It's really amazing to see these guys coming in here who were depressed and really, really down and, and weren't very active at all um, to see that transformation and that change in them and how happy and excited they are. Again, getting those levels in your brain just yeah. to even out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so getting them to sweat and to move and just to show them, hey, you can do this. You can move. You can pick things up, um, you know, with your feet. Um, so that's really, that to me is probably my proudest. I, I really enjoy working with the adaptive athletes. Yeah, that's amazing um, and super yeah. unique. I haven't heard that from anyone else on the podcast. What made you want to start that, that branch of the team? Um, honestly, so the, how I kind of got into it was because when I first started, um, at, at the gym that I had started out when I moved here, the owner was an amputee and that was, yeah, it was such a, a motivational, I was like, okay, I walked in and I was like, <laughs> I can't have an excuse right now because this guy has no leg <laughs> and he's in here doing burpees and doing box you know, jumps and just doing all kinds of crazy things. And, and that was all very foreign to me and very new to me. So honestly, that's kind of what got me into it when I started working for him and, and things like that. Um, um, again, it just made me want to, I was like, okay, other people can do this. So um, I went and took classes for, you know, training adaptive athletes, and, you know, among my other certifications and things like that, I went and took classes on that as well. And then um, joined up with a local um, amputee group here in the area and went to one of their support meetings and offered, um, I said, hey guys, I said, I want to offer you three personal training sessions because I saw, you know, kind of how the mood was. Obviously it's a, it's a nasty situation to be in, you know, for any person. Um, so I just kind of saw that, you know, down, you know, about their situation, which is completely understandable. So I offered them all. I said, listen, come in and get three sessions with me. You, you, I got you. I'm going to show you some things. You can take it home with you. You can do it at home. Um, so ended up doing a couple of sessions with them. And like I said, they loved it. So they all ended up joining. <laughs> so they joined the gym. Um, cause after they had gotten their three free sessions, they, they were like, okay, they want to keep going there and to see their excitement, you know, just like, oh, I can't wait till in a year, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. And that was, it was just such a difference from when I had first met them at that group meeting. It was, you know, it was, anyway, it was a really cool. Yeah. I think that's the best part about working in this industry is just seeing like yeah. the transformations in the people that you meet and how fitness can really change their life. So I love that you're doing absolutely. that. Um, yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah. Back a little bit to like the business side of things. How many members do you mm -hmm. currently have um, at the gym? So right now we're sitting at about 107. Um, we're fairly new. We just opened a year ago. Uh, this, you know, like I said, this location just opened a year ago. Um, uh, so yeah, currently we're sitting at 107. Awesome. How mm -hmm. did you get, um, people in the door? How'd you get the word out about the gym? Uh, being there? uh, obviously social media, Instagram, Facebook, running ads, um, and things like that. And then some people I knew from the, the previous gym owner, mm -hmm. um, 
because he had sold it to the now current owner. So there was a, a handful of members that came over from, from that and then just word of mouth, right? You know, it's like we offer a really great product. So it's like, hey, tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so just through word of mouth and then social media. Sweet. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the social media and that and the ads you run. Do you create those yourself? Are you the one like in charge of marketing too? Um, to a point, yes. I did hire an outdoor, uh, outdoor, <laughs> an outside company to do some of our marketing, our most recent marketing. Um, I had done all the stuff in the beginning. Um, and then, you know, just running things. Um, I try to be as motivational as I can. I'm not like a great motivational speaker, but, um, again, just using things that helped me, um, to, to get in. Um, so, you know, just running ads for six weeks challenges. That's what brought me in. That yeah. is like, Hey, six weeks, because they say to, I guess, studies show that if you can get someone to commit for six weeks, generally, if this is something that they are really serious about, mm -hmm. if they can commit to that six weeks, seven out of 10 of them, six to seven out of 10 people will stay. Um, and that's what you hope for, right? When you, when you do a big promotion, you hope for, you know, you have all those percentages and stuff where, um, you know, you got so many that inquire about it. So many actually show up for the consultation and then so many sign up and then out of those signups, you get that, that percentage of people that actually will stay. So obviously yeah. my goal is to, when I, when I run a promotion is create a good enough of a product for them to, to stay. Yeah. So after you, you know, run an ad or, you know, run a challenge ad um, and somebody clicks on it or they're interested mm -hmm. in a lead, how do you turn them into a client? What's kind of like the sales process there? So my sales process is telling them my story and how I got started. And, um, and then I tell them outright, um, this is not easy. This is not easy. This program is not for you. If you think that you're going to come in here and just do, you know, 10 minutes on a machine and, you know, do some bicep curls. This is not your program. Mm -hmm. I, I encourage everyone that if this is, if this is not what you do, that's fine, but please move, like go do something, move. If you've made this first step to come in the door, do something. Cause my biggest thing obviously is people just get it. We have so many health issues in the United States. So many cases of obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, all, all the things, right? Mm -hmm. um, seeing certain things in my own family makes me want to push this, like, guys, do something, do something. If you can't join a gym, if you can't afford it, if you can't find the time, whatever your excuse may be, you have got to make your health and your fitness non-negotiable. It has to be non-negotiable. There has to be no excuses. You have to carve out one hour of your day or 30 minutes or 20 minutes to move, go take a walk, go run, go ride a bicycle, do something to go do air squats at your desk and some push-ups off your desk. I don't care what you do, figure it out. Um, but yeah, so kind of, that's kind of like, honestly, that's what I say. It's like, if you're not going to stay here, fine, don't stay here, but do something. You made the first step. Um, so, uh, I tell them my story, you know, that brief little, you know, like, Hey, I came in on the six weeks challenge and it completely changed my life. Made me, you know, I, I was like, okay, I have to take care of myself because I only get one body. I only get one life. I only get, you know, one chance. So I want to make sure that I'm to the best of my ability 
I don't want to end up in, you know, a wheelchair or in a bed, uh, incapacitated. I understand that things in life happen. I get that hundred percent. But if I can do anything to prevent it, you better believe I'm going to, I'm going to do what I have to and do what I can to keep off of medications, doctor's visits and things like that. Yeah. I love that in the consultation, you know, even if they, if the gym isn't for them right now, you still tell them, you mm-hmm. know, move. And I think that helps because maybe they just need to start walking and then maybe in a few mm-hmm. months they'll be ready to come into a gym. And so I think that's really smart that you, you promote, just, yeah. just, just get out there, you know, make, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just take it. You've taken the step to contact me. You've, mm-hmm. you've, you've clicked on my ad or you've called my phone or you've stopped into the gym. You've taken that step. If this isn't for you, that's fine. But yes, absolutely just making people understand how important it is to start taking care of your health. It's so important. I, I can't stress it enough. And I love that saying that you see, you know, online all the time. You see it. If you don't take care of your wellness now, you will be forced to take care of your illness later. You will be forced. You will have to go to the doctor. You will have to pay for prescription medications. You will have to have the aches and pains of, of you'll have it. You'll, ha- you'll have the, the high blood pressure. You'll have diabetes. You'll have, God knows what will happen. You're going to be forced to do that if you don't take care of it now. If you don't invest in yourself now, you're, you're darn sure going to be invested in yourself in a not so fun way later. So I try to stress that importance. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I can't stress it enough. I sometimes I want to, ah, you know, kind of wring people's necks. I'm like, come on. Yeah, You know how (laughs) much money you're going to save yourself if you focus on future now. Yeah, exactly. Prevent it now. Whatever later. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay. So back to you a little bit. What are your goals with the gym? You know, you mentioned you're at about 107 clients now. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. What's the goal um, growth-wise for the future? So obviously goal is through the roof, right? <laughs> as many people as you can help, yeah. as many people as you can help change their lives for the better, mm-hmm. then that's what I want to do. So uh, my first goal is 125. Once I hit 125, I'm aiming for 150. Once I hit 150, I'm aiming for 175. I want to I wanna blow the walls out of the gym. I want to be like, okay, we got to find a bigger space now because we have that many people. Um, that's the goal. I don't know how long it'll take to get there, but (laughs) that's what we're aiming for. Yes. I love that mindset. Um, the growth mindset for sure. There's always, you know, more, even if we're great, we can always be better. Um, Mm -hmm. similar mindset to that as well. So I definitely um, relate to you there. Um, but what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck right now in your growth process? Um, whether it be, you know, getting more leads in, converting those Mm -hmm. leads, keeping the members you have now, what do you find is like the hardest part? Once they come in, well, let's think about that. Really, honestly, it's getting people to commit to themselves. It's making them understand. I, you can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink. And I tell them that too. I'm like, listen, if you walk through my door, I will help you. If you sign up for this program or you come in and try a one month or whatever the case may be, if you do not get here, consistency is key. If you are not consistent, I can't help you. I can't, I can't come to your home, put you in your car and make you come here. You have to make that first step of making it a priority. That seems to be the hardest thing is people not understanding the urgency of their health, um, and, and making it a priority. You always hear people making excuses. Yeah. 
it's always excuses. Well, I don't have the time. Well, I don't, I just don't know when I would be able to, you're already making excuses. I can't, if you can't get here, I can't help you. Um, but I, I do try to stress to people, if, if you get in through the door, I'm going to be here to motivate you. I'm going to encourage you. If you've been here consistently for two weeks and then all of a sudden I don't see you, I'm going to reach out to you. I'm going to say, Hey, where have you been? Um, I always kind of make a joke. I'm like, you didn't put in a vacation request to me. <laughs> Are you on vacation? <laughs> Did you ask if you could leave the gym? Um, you, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I do, um, as a gym manager, uh, and even when I was a gym owner, I feel, I feel like I have I do a pretty good job of trying to, um, reach out to people. Cause again, I care. I care. I saw that this helped me. I see what it does for me. And I, I so desperately want everyone to feel that way. Um, I know that I've been member, a member of gyms and if I fell off for whatever, whatever reason, life happens, right? We get down or things happen and we get busy and, and we can't come. And then we all know how hard that is when you stop going to the gym for even a week, that's it. It's like, Oh my gosh, you feel like you can't come back. Um, and I've never had gym owners um, reach out to me like, hey, Christina, we miss you. Where, where have you been? Are, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help or motivate you? Um, so because I had never had that really, um, I make sure that I do that. If I don't see you, I'm going to reach out to you personally. I'm going to send you a private personal message. Hey, are you okay? Is everyone in your family okay? Is every, you know, and then usually you will, you'll get people who are like, hey, you know, yeah, we've been sick or I've had this or I've had that. And then just trying to give them that gentle nudge of, okay, well, we miss you. So you got to get back. Um, but I digress back to your question. People just making excuses is the biggest, biggest thing. Definitely. I think, yeah, to appoint some of it's, you know, and ask to keep them accountable and, and send those reminders. And that's, that's so good that you do that. And just reminding people that like, if you're going through a lot, like, fitness is even more important now, you know, you have to take care of yourself no matter what you're going through and and to remind them that they should be here for themselves as well. So that's awesome that you, that you keep people accountable and treat them as, as people and not just numbers. I think that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's, it's, we all get down, we all fall off, but yes, you're absolutely right. As hard as it is. And I've been in that situation myself personally with, with life is as hard as it is sometimes to get to the gym. I know it is more important when I'm down to go to the gym than when I'm, when, than when everything's peachy keen, because it just, it helps you so much. Mm -hmm. Even if you just come in and half-ass it, sorry, (laughs) even if you just come in and, and, and you don't give it a hundred percent, it's okay. Just come in and move or take that walk, go do something. Yeah. Yeah, That's that saying like, you'll never regret a workout. And so true. Like you're going to leave better no matter what you did you just walked on the treadmill for for 10 minutes like you're gonna leave feeling better than when you walked in exactly absolutely 100 percent um so christina what would be a piece of advice that you would give someone who wants to open their own gym like if you could go back um, and tell yourself something with the knowledge that you have now what would that be um it's hard (laughs) it is not easy um which i i mean i knew that um, what would be the one piece of advice? Oh gosh, I don't know. Oh, it's hard. I know <laughs> that's it's, it's tough. I think, I think people on the outside looking in think that a gym is, oh, that's easy, right? People just come in and work out. You just write a workout and you do it. And 
if you, I feel in my opinion, in my experience, um, it, if you truly care about people, um, it, it, it's, it's a lot, you have to have a lot of energy to do this. Um, cause you do, you are kind of almost like a therapist. You hear a lot of stories about a lot of people. I have people that reach out to me, you know, and tell me things. Um, and it, it it's, it's a lot. It's, it is very physically draining. I will say that it's very physically draining to do this, to be on, you know, you have to be on, even if things are in your personal life that you're dealing with. Um, so just piece of advice, I guess, just make sure you have a strong backbone, <laughs> make sure, um, you know, just make sure you have a backbone. And then of course you have the ups and downs. So you have to be ready for that. But me being from a sales background, I already knew that. Um, I already knew that it's a, it's a roller coaster of, you know, you have people and then you, and you're like freaking out, like, oh my gosh, people are canceling. Mm -hmm. Um, so just to stay calm, stay calm through the storms. I think, <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, that was great. I, I totally agree. I think it comes down to definitely setting boundaries. Cause we see these people, you know, multiple times a week and they're really comfortable with us and they share their struggles with us and we want to be there for them. Like, you know, therapists or like hairdressers I compare it to sometimes, but yeah, it is right. yes. we also protect our energy as well um, throughout the day. So I think that's, that's yeah. a great piece to leave the listeners with. Um, but Christina, before we sign off, tell us where can we find you? What's your Facebook, Instagram, website for Quantum Fitness? Uh, yeah, so our website is quantumfit.club. Um, that's our website. And then, of course, we're on Instagram as, um, um, oh gosh, <laughs> on Instagram, quantumfit under, uh, hold on. <laughs> I'm terrible. No, that's okay. Because <laughs> um, I know there's like several quantums out there. Oh my goodness, my brain. I literally, it's uh, quantum underscore fitness Q. That's it. So it's quantum underscore fitness Q. Yeah, so we call ourselves obviously the Q. And then we're on Facebook just as quantum fitness. You would just have to find our logo. It's probably easier to find us on Instagram. Um, so quantum underscore fitness Q and then our, our website, quantumfit.club. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for everything yeah. that you shared with us today. I super appreciate you taking time out of your, your busy day to meet with me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Of course. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Amanda from Workout Anytime in North Cumming, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Amanda. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be on here. 
Of course, Amanda, I am excited to have you here. Um, but before we dive into the you know nitty gritty business side of things of workout anytime, um, when you first got into this gym business here, you know, being the gym owner, what was the vision you had in mind for it? Wow. Um, you know, our, our vision here is really about reshaping the fitness community um, where everybody has a place and where everybody matters. Mm -hmm. um, it's all about providing um, as much opportunity to really help people get the results that they're looking for. Um, you know, members join a gym, they have goals and we're, and we're here to help them get to those goals. Okay, so mainly you want to reshape the industry in a way that you're able to serve your clients more and not be like some other gym owners where they don't care about their people, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. I love that. So, Amanda, for the listener's understanding of, you know, who, who you are and what it is you do, obviously it's, you know, work at any time, it's a franchise, but, you know, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So what are all the services you provide to your members? So here at Work at Any Time, we are a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week open gym. Um, we provide everything to um, aid our members into getting results through either classes or one-on-one -on -one training, as well as MyZone heart rate technology. So we offer MX4, which is our high-intensity interval training class. We offer Sprint 8, which is a scientifically proven fat loss cardiovascular workout. Mm -hmm. um, we also offer um, once a month, one hour training session with one of our trainers. Um, and then also um, the MyZone heart rate technology that's going to help people really put as much effort behind their workouts as they possibly can. Okay. So there's a large range of services there especially the 24 seven open gym. Everyone loves that. The, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, the group, the sprint date, MX4, my zone, everything there. Wow. That's a lot. So I'm curious with all of those services there at your facility, how many people are you serving right now? Well, right now we have 1,250 members and our goal really is to reach that 1,500 member capacity really no more no less that's kind of our sweet spot um, we want to be able to provide um, you know the perfect experience for every single member and we do have the space to accommodate for those extra people um, so I, I really would love for us to achieve that 1500 member point um, and then that would be just amazing yeah okay so what about that 1500 mark is is so significant what would it do for the business well, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, having enough to pay for overhead as well as um, adding more equipment, um, you know, obviously having uh, um, employees in place um, mm -hmm. to provide uh, services for, for our members, um, that's, just, that's just the perfect spot that, that I would like to be at. Okay. So mainly to, you know, get all the overhead handled trainers make sure that they're sitting in good spot and also as every gym owner loves to do we love to buy new equipment have the place looking spectacular for our members and also it's a little personal you know i love the way it looks um so good goal here is 1500 members so that leads me into my next question here how large is the facility 
We are 7,500 square feet. Um, so we have every- Is that all usable square feet or more like offices, areas? Our offices are tiny. Um, we do have tanning. We do uh, offer hydro massage. So that does take up a little bit of space. Mm -hmm. um, we do have very large locker rooms that have showers. Um, we have um, a small area for our uh, small group classes, you know, the MX4. Um, and so, you know, we, we have everything that a big box gym that could ever hope or want for um and uh so i think that everybody ha we have enough space for everybody yeah okay that's good so 7500 square feet it's a pretty large facility there goal is 1500 people so i'm curious let's dive into the marketing side of things here what are you guys doing and what is your plan to get to that 1500 member mark you know we um more than anything, um, our, we get a lot of referrals from our happy members. Um, mm -hmm. You know, again, it really has a lot to do with the fact that our members really are getting the results um, that they're looking for. Um, we, you know, we use social media. Social media is a great um, method for, um, you know, attracting more members um, with, with uh, relevant content, fun content. Mm -hmm. um, Engaging stuff. Engaging, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we we send out mailers and flyers. We also um, we do a lot of community re reach out with um, local colleges as well as the high schools. Mm -hmm. um, also, business to business connections and relationships uh, within businesses in the area. Um, we are a kind of a small town area, so a lot of the businesses in the area are privately owned by a lot of local people. Um, so yeah, so, um, pretty much, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I truly believe that most of our members really come from our, our current members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a good sign of your services because if new people aren't coming from that current membership base, it had, it's maybe a sign of you may want to improve the services, but it sounds like you guys are doing pretty good on the word of mouth side. And obviously Word of mouth is amazing because why? It's free. You don't have to put any kind of money into it. All you have to do is make sure that your members are happy with where they are at and they're being taken care of for. But I'm curious, you mentioned that you guys do do social media. So is that more on the Facebook side, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube? What do you guys do there? Um, so yes, absolutely. We use Facebook, we use Instagram, we use, we do TikTok, okay. um, um, even work out anytime corporate has used a lot of our TikToks on their corporate pages. Hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. We, we use it all. We do everything. Oh, and we also have a YouTube channel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you guys are really, uh, what's the word spread out among the social media is having a presence there. So with the Facebook and Instagram, obviously it's a franchise here. So I'm curious, do they do any kind of paid advertising for you guys on social media or no? Um, so yes, we do actually use marketing platforms that do provide content for us. Um, but the best content that any any location can do is their own personal content with their trainers, with their members, mm -hmm. um, you know, showing what's going on day to day within the gym. Um, you know, we, we have a, you know, a culture, um, that, um, 
you know, really does bring the community together. Yep. Um, and um, we do consider ourselves kind of the the cheers of the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. um, everybody knows your face. Everybody knows your name. And if you're not here, they're wondering where you are. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I do agree with you a lot there. I'm just curious, you know, with the Instagram or Facebook, do you guys do any kind of paid advertising right now or not at all? No, we do. We do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So is that more like promotions or just like brand awareness? What does that look like for you guys? A bit of both. Yeah, because every month we're all obviously releasing different promotions, different different offerings. Mm -hmm. um, but then also everything from just, um, um, but yeah, advertising and and marketing. Yeah, through through the vendors that we use. Okay, so how has your experience been with them so far? Um. Absolutely. Um, they, they, they always do a great job. Um, we, they, they fill in the gaps when we don't have time to actually put content out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's always helpful to, to have kind of a team behind you that is, you know, constantly adding to working and making sure that that side of the business is taken care of for. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So since we are talking about the business side of things here, I'm curious how many, leads does that normally bring into your business each and every month because you do want to get to that 1500 member mark so we got to have a consistent lead flow coming in yeah that's actually a great question and i know that that's trackable but i i really don't even know the number to okay. tell you the truth yeah okay yeah. okay so i'm curious what is the sales process sales process look like for you guys Let's say someone comes into the door, whether it be a referral or on the social medias, what does it look like from cold new person to warm paying member? So, you know, everything about our culture, culture is that results driven programming. Mm -hmm. um, the conversation happens at the front door and why they walked in the door in the first place. What brought them in the door? Um, every tour is predicated to that person's goals. Um, I'm not going to show, you know, 80-year-old Mrs. Jones the 100-pound dumbbells in the back, right? So, you know, every tour is predicated to that, that particular person. And we do pride ourselves on really helping that person direct their steps. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is... You who handles that sales process, or is it someone else within the business? Um, so we have, um, you know, several sales employees that work okay. at the front. Um, general manager handles a lot of that, as well as some of our part-time sales associates that do a lot of the tours. Um, if I'm available, I, I love jumping in and, and touring somebody. I, I, I love hearing people's stories and, and where they came from and where they're going and what brought them in the door in the first place. Okay. Yeah. So is it more of like you guys walk, like walk through the facility free time there, and then you guys offer them this like slip with like all the services, or do you sit down individually and you ask them their certain goals, their you know, their pain points or opportunity, you know, points and understand where they are. That's exactly what we do. Um, you know, we definitely ask them all of those hard questions to really help direct them in the right, you know, in the right place. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, everything from, you know, have you ever tried a high intensity interval training class? Have you ever tried to do sprint intensity interval training? Have, you know, uh, you know, what, what are, what are your, you know, um, do you have any health conditions I need to be aware of? Do you have any injuries I need to be aware of? Um, mm -hmm. To, to, again, it's all about really diving into why that member walked in the door in the first place and really helping them and directing them in the right, in the right programming. Yeah. Yeah. And understanding their intention of being there. Obviously they're not there just to, you know, walk into a gym and say, hi, they're there for a reason. So it's important to really dig deep into like understanding what is your why Mr. Jones or Mrs. Jones. Right. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys do for, you know, training sales? Do you guys buy any kind of like sales programs like Jordan Bell for Grant Cardone or do you guys mainly just do one-on-one -on -one individually, YouTube? What does that look like for you guys? Yeah, most of our, most of our training is one-on-one. -on -one. It's very individual to that, that particular person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So on average, let's just say, you know, 10 people come in, for each employee, let's just say there's five employees, 50 people come in, 10 per employee. On average, how many does that employee, you know, close in terms of make into a new paying member? Um, I see success when we close more than 33% of those conversations. Okay. So on average, you guys close about like three out of every 10 conversations? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so is that somewhere that is good for you guys or would you eventually want to like increase that close percentage and increase the probability of bringing more revenue, more clients into the business? I would absolutely love to close more deals. Yes. Okay. So I'm curious, what's your plan to increase that closing percentage? <laughs> um, we, you know, it's funny, every, every month we sit down and we have, um, we talk about goals, we talk about numbers, um, and, and how, and what that takes to, to get to those numbers. Um, and, um, to, um, I don't really know how to answer that question. That's kind of funny. Um, no worries. Yeah. It all starts with getting the leads in, which comes right. from lead generation. And then you're able to fulfill that sales side. And then once you close them, you're able to do the best part of running a gym, which is serve them, offer them, you know, the classes, the MX4, the sprint day, the open gym, personal training. Um, that's the best part about running a gym business, in my opinion, just serving more people. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious here, Amanda, you know, it, within the business, what do you think is the biggest bottleneck that is holding you back from getting to that next level? So in this conversation case, 1500 members. I think getting out in the community more, make, uh, getting more brand awareness, um, making people more aware that we're here. Mm -hmm. um, we do hear a lot of times um, when somebody walks in the door that they've lived in the area a long time. They didn't even know we were here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the old saying is true about a business, a location, location, location. Mm -hmm. And I never thought that we were in a weird location 
but based on what people say, they, they're not even aware a lot of times that we're even here in the first place. So I think it's so important to really just try to get out in the community more and really talk to people and make us more aware, make everybody more aware of us. Yeah, I was just about to ask you like what your plan is to to really, you know, increase that that brand exposure within the community because obviously, I mean, events is a great idea because you're able to do that one-on-one, you know, face to face. Um the only thing that I've seen on my end is that it's very limited because, you know, us humans we all have a, we only have a like a limited amount of time. So I'm curious what other avenues are you thinking about going down to increase that brand awareness within your community down there in North Coming? Um, you know, I think that it's so important to, to connect with a lot of the youth. Um, you know, they're our next generation. So getting mm-hmm. connected with the local colleges and the local high schools is something that we want to um, always stay connected to. Um, you know, the, the sports within the high schools, they're always looking for funding. Um, and so with that funding, a lot of times you can get some advertising out mm-hmm. there. Um, that's, that's, that's always great opportunities. Um, and, you know, within the colleges, again, another connection that's all about the youth and, and the future of our gyms are, are all about the, the, the youth of today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, I agree with you there. And it's very important to nurture the youth because let's just be real, the momentum that's going in our country right now is to not be in the fitness side it's is going more towards uh you know stay inside your house play video games be unhealthy so it's important to really dial in on having us you know humans understand hey you need to take care of yourself respect yourself and get into a gym of course if they don't want to don't do it but um yeah, so one of my last questions here for you, Amanda, uh, I always like to ask this because it gives you the opportunity to take a step back and really think about it. It is, when you first got into this gym business, what is that one piece of advice that you would give your younger self? <laughs> Only one. Don't do everything yourself. Learn to delegate you know, we're in the people business. So hire the right people and delegate to those people some some job responsibilities. Let mm-hmm. people grow. Um, you know, it's uh it's not how much you know, it's how much you care. Mm-hmm. And uh I think I think just uh just having the right, create the right team, you know, create the right team of individuals that uh share the same values that you have and, and, uh, share the same dream. Yeah. And and that reminds me of a saying that I've heard in the past and a lot, you know, right now it's the bigger, the foundation, the higher, the peak. So if you're able to build that good team within the business, you're able to bring the business to a higher peak, whether that be more people being served, more revenue, more freedom for the gym owner or other people within the business. Um, I love that, Amanda. Thank you for sharing I love that. that too. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Um, but yeah, it does look like we are running short on time, but before we sign off here, I would love for you to share the social medias and the website so that our listeners can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Look for us, uh, work at any time, North coming Georgia, Georgia, absolutely coming Georgia. Um, yeah. And you'll find, you'll find us, uh, on all our social media platforms. 
Awesome, Amanda. Thank you for sharing those. And I want to thank you for hopping on today and, you know, contributing to our show. It was a lot of fun speaking with you. Thank you. Of course. And everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us is a former guest here to join us once again, Mean Green Gym. We have Chris green chris what's going what's on up, man? How are you what's up? oh man it's it's great to wake up right <laughs> <laughs> every day every day, every day. Yeah. so uh, obviously chris i'm excited to dive back into this we have had you on the show in the past uh, but i'm a big believer in context so for people listening to this who didn't catch the first go around tell okay. us a little bit about mean green gym first and foremost when you describe this thing what do you tell people yeah, we're empowerment, you know, that comes in different fashions, right? In facets, we help people believe in themselves. We help people stay consistent so they can achieve. And ultimately, everybody wants to cross the finish line to receive, whether it's health or physicality. And that's what we do, starting with boot camps in 2009, um, opened up our first brick and mortar in 14 to our second and 16 and looking for different opportunities to grow, not just in brick and mortar, but with our fitness competition, online training and everything else that we provide. So that's us in yeah. another show and so it started i mean the idea of this at least started in 2009 eventually we got into brick and mortar eventually we got into a second location look back on that time with me at least for a quick minute okay what's been your favorite part about all of this being a business owner and what's been the toughest part about being this business owner yeah man i mean to be really transparent right you have we kind of was talking about this earlier the difference between the coach, right? And then the gym owner, uh, the businessman, the person that, yeah, it's, it's, it's different, right? So for me, I had a background with my sister. She's a franchise consultant where she grow different franchises. So, man, I was lucky not to just jump in as a trainer. I was able to jump in as someone that knows the importance of implementation and building a team and building values, building systems. So um, I wasn't too lost. I was lost. But to answer your question, my favorite thing is uh, creativity, going against the grain, doing what everybody uh, is scared to do. And that's something that I, I put a lot of pride on. My biggest challenges are um, 
trying to figure out how to be Chris and mean green, right? Mean green mm-hmm. is the owner, the, the, the smile behind the brand, the person that kisses the babies and shakes the hands when the time is needed. But Chris is also a, a husband and a father and a son. And it was really difficult, especially early on turning off mean green and being Chris at the time. I need uh, to be Chris. Yeah. That's uh that's a deep insight, but I think a lot of the people that listen to this show know exactly what you're talking about. The the face of the business and Chris Green are two separate entities. Two separate. A lot of the time there's there's crossover there. But we need to put on that face regardless of what's going on Absolutely. for the business side of things. And we need to take off that face sometimes as soon as we leave this business. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Now having a franchise consultant in your corner is a tremendous advantage when getting started in a business like this, whether we decide to go the franchise route or not, somebody that's seen different business models, somebody that has experience working with growing things like this. That's a huge boon when it comes to, to getting started. We'll get into the business side of things and explore mean green gym as it, as it functions today, but is the franchise route something you think you'll go in the future? Man, I've been back and forth when it comes to franchises. Obviously, it's a high dollar getting into it. And the, the ultimate goal is to start selling franchises, right? It's not as much it's as what I'm doing now. a perspective shift. Yeah. yeah. So it's different. So flirting with the license model as well. So right now, okay. as of now, I'm not saying it won't be, you know, something we change in the future. But right now, I'm just, if my hand's not in it, I'm not opening it. So I'll do partnerships yeah. with different people that are bought in. But right now, the license model is it's not as... um. You can't be aggressive with who you bring in to a, a format, right? I can recommend what they should do, but at the end of the day, they're, they're licensees. It's in their know? hands, yeah. Right, and then franchise, obviously, it's probably more the route we would want to go, but financially, um, I don't think we're at that place where we can roll out a franchise. I see. And then pros and cons to all of these, right? Absolutely. All different kinds of growth strategies, and, and it really depends on what you want. But I think one of the things that you said that that I want to highlight is that we want to have our hands still involved in it. If we Absolutely. start bringing in other people on this, there's a, there's an ego check. There's a, there's a element of giving up control that can be really hard for the entrepreneur in our yeah. industry to see somebody else take your idea, your baby and Absolutely. raise it in their own way. Uh, Absolutely. Take us to today, though. I'm, I'm interested in in how the business functions, at least as things stand now. There's two locations, like we called out. We're in Houston. The model of this, almost exclusively in the group training segment. What's mm-hmm. worked for you over the years from a marketing standpoint, Chris? How have we been able to get people in through the doors in the first place? What's been successful and what's not been successful, I guess, is a better question. Okay. What has not been successful is what I'll start with, right? Okay. Uh, trying to mimic what everybody else does, right? You have different brick and mortars that do a great job. You have, um, you know, boot camps or global gyms, right? And it's easy to try to produce and repeat what you see on other people's social media. But what other people put on their social media or on their website may not be profitable. So mm. I've had the challenges where, especially <laughs> like in... Uh, I would say 2009, 2012 were years where I would see, I would think who would be giants in the city of Houston or globally. And I would try to repeat. And one of the most frustrating things that I encountered was doing what they did. And I see them close down the next year. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wild moment, right? So yeah, I would social say media that, has put a real curveball in that too, right? 
Yeah, it's everybody's highlight tape, right? So yeah. I learned That's that early see. on. Early on. Uh, now, success for marketing for us, man, we're real big on being authentic. I believe when you what you post on social media from an authentic perspective versus the highlight tape, I believe people get a feel for it. Um, I'm really hands on when people inbox us. I'm personally sending voice memos or mm. visuals of me actually on the screen um, yep. doing different templates of marketing to get people in the doors from a high high dollar with short amount of duration of classes they can take or vice versa, right? You can do low dollar amount with high amount of volume of classes they can take. Now, for different reasons, we produce it at different times, but that's another way of getting people in the gym. I would say third, one of our top is just being available for local events, right? From in Houston, we've I've done uh, breast cancer awareness walks leading in in front of the Texans football stadium at NRG in front of 40,000 people or going do a lunch and learn at the local school that you're doing a career day with. So the more impressions you get, the more hands you shake, the more babies you kiss typically puts you in a position to get people in your gym. Yeah. When we talk about marketing, I want to highlight one of the things you said, because I think it's, it's tremendously important and it's the authenticity of it. It's, being genuine to who you are and who the business is. I think in 2022, now more than ever, the average consumer can sniff out bullshit. Absolutely. Right? They can they can see it from a mile away and they avoid it like the plague. Absolutely. And I think, especially in fitness, I think we're really, really slow to adapt to buying trends, historically as an industry, at least. We mm -hmm. see people changing. We see them not subscribing to the same sort of ideas or looking for different products or services within the marketplace. But a lot of our industry is still just shelling out what worked in 1990, what worked in 2000. Yeah. And that's, it's a totally different game at this Absolutely. point. For you guys, it's come in the form of a number of different things, front end offer, either like you said, low price, high volume, high price, low volume, different times, different seasons for everything. And then the third piece that you mentioned here what we'll categorize as like guerrilla marketing, but really at the end of the day, it's just being visible in your community, yeah. right? How can I be yeah. a part of these different things that are meaningful to people to show our business in a good light and just to get the brand image out in front of people as much as possible? I would subscribe to say that it's probably a combination of those things that are driving people in. It's probably not one true... Oh, strategy or tool i think it's probably a proportion of each of those absolutely. have you guys have you guys put in advertising dollars to this consistently over the years do we do it at different seasons what's your what's your thought process there it's a lot um i'm gonna try to unfold it so for me personally the algorithm on social media is bananas right I don't care what nobody says, nobody <laughs> know what and how to control it. So People for, at Facebook for, don't even know how it works. They don't so. know, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, man, I, I do believe in different theories, but I do put money into, you know, boosting ads or putting money into different ways to get impressions. I do believe the dollar that is today is not the dollar that it was in social media five years ago, right? Mm -hmm. But I do know that it drives traffic in. So I'm huge on putting marketing dollars behind different ads, campaigns to get those impressions. Um, um, it, it's, it's, for me, it's crazy for someone not to do it, right? Because at the end of the day, I remember getting in the game and originally 
Can you imagine having to put money on infomercials or go to a newspaper <laughs> and put money into a newspaper? Yeah, but those DVDs. were things that we're doing. Right. DVD. I've, I actually have a DVD. That's the weird thing. But, you um, you know, if you look at that, people will actually go to newspapers and Houston is Houston Chronicle. That's the biggest paper. And people will put wow. advertising dollar and people will pay for uh, to get on local TV shows or the news segments for two minutes. And it's crazy that a gym owner won't put hundred or a couple thousand dollars into marketing to get more impressions. So for me, I'm an advocate of it. Um, I look at the, the algorithm to the best that I can and try to make the decision depending on the season, but absolutely put money into marketing. Yeah. I, it's, it's a, it's a change in the marketplace. We need to essentially get our message where the eyeballs are. Right? Yeah. Whereas that was previously print or whatever variation of that has now become more digital, at least yeah. as, as people yeah. find themselves spending time on social media, find themselves spending time on Google, whatever the platform of choice is. But with that, the rules yeah. are ever changing. The landscape is different. What worked six months ago is not what works today. And what works six months from now is not what's going to work today. Absolutely. So we need to be fairly adaptable and, and somewhat of a student of the game in the marketing sense, we need to think of ourselves as more than just a gym owner yeah. or a, a pseudo marketer at this point. Take us to the next step though, Chris. I think this is, I mean, getting leads is, is half the battle, but we need to convert those people to paying members at some point. When somebody reaches out to you, interested in coming to, to either one of the facilities, walk me through what that sales process is like. What, who are they talking to? What's that conversation about? What are they signing up for? Tell me about it. Yeah, the sales process is, um, I believe in a quote, man, is success is not a secret, it's a system. And it's bananas for someone, and I've done it. So if anybody's listening, you know, you're not alone, I've done it. Where somebody reach out to you via call or DM or walk by you and it's no system. You just, hey, show up to the gym or, hey, yeah, I'll take care of you right now. So big learn lesson, right, for me. But when someone comes to us, it's typically through social media, through our website, or a phone call because they went to Google and just picked up the number. So we have what we call head directors. Our head directors for each location does a tremendous, tremendous job. Shout out to Alex. That's my girl and my guy, Bobby B. Um, but those are two individuals. When you reach out to Mean Green, depending on the location, that's your first contact. They do an incredible job. We're not the real return your call or email within 48 hours. If we happen to see that call or email, we're responding as soon as possible because to us, that's really important. Um, our next thing is getting you in the gym in different ways. Sometimes we do $6 for six days just to get you in the gym or, hey, man, you know that you want to get goals and you want results and you know we're the people to do it. Let's get you into the gym with a package. So typically gathering the information is the most important thing, name, email, phone number, because everybody won't sign up with you not right now right um and being able to put them in your email blast and for them to see different emails or you giving free things away and then going back to your guerrilla marketing word right they potentially will maybe sign up because they've seen the logo or x amount of times or a smile mm -hmm. but once uh we get gather information the hope is to get them in the gym once we get them in the gym it's a tour it's really simple where uh both locations are between five to six thousand square feet we walk them in show them the culture show them the part of the workout, depending on when they come in the day. And then typically sometimes they want to jump into the workout. For us, we love for people to uh, get a feel for our coaches, man, because truth of the matter, 
I don't know how a gym won't brag on a coach if they're open, but our coaches do an incredible job, not by just telling someone how to do a squat, but more importantly, telling someone how to be consistent at doing the squat. But hopefully they get the experience. And then after that, it's that it's that time where you say, hey, are we a good fit for you? Because at the end of the day, to be honest, Mean Green's not for everybody. Mean Green's for the person that wants to be consistent, that wants to be pushed, that yeah. might want to have a beer on a, on a, an event, excuse me, at an event with us. So yeah. it's not for everyone. But once we roll out the red carpet and show who we are and we're a good fit for each other, typically money's not an option. Typically they want to be a part of the community and grow with us. And then after that, man, hopefully we call them uh, what we call Mean Greeners. Yeah. And so to summarize here, first step, capture information, right? Absolutely. They may not sign up in that day, in that moment, but we need to have that contact info so we can do follow-up on our end. From Absolutely. there, we're trying to get people to the facility, right? It, I make the analogy all the time. Rare is it that someone buys a car without test driving it? You're right. We need to get them to experience it. We need to get them behind the wheel, hands on the leather. Let's feel this thing before we make a financial decision. And then from there, like you said, it's not a complicated process. We're not gimmicky. We're not trying to trick people into something. Here's what Absolutely. we do. Here's how it can help you. Here's your options, right? Yeah. And with the caveat of understanding, we're not the best solution for everyone and not everyone is going to be a good fit for what we do. That's fine. That's fine. It's okay. Right. It's okay with, I mean, with two and a half million people in Houston, it would be crazy to expect that everybody would be a good fit for what you guys do, but we can comprehend and we can come to terms with, we're not the best fit for everybody. Let's be a little bit more selective right. in that sales process and almost act as gatekeepers on this. And then, so beyond that, Chris, we've hypothetically signed somebody up. Mm -hmm. The real battle, and, and you've been doing this for a long time, so you know, the real challenge of this is keeping those people for the long haul. Absolutely. We can do all kinds of marketing strategy. We can do all kinds of lead gen and sales process tactics, but we want to keep somebody for, for the life and as long as we possibly can, at least. Absolutely. What influences that in Mean Green Gym? What do you guys focus on to, to keep retention high? Yeah, so retention for us, man, I, I teach it, and I teach it even to the people that I consult that have gyms, right? You have 3% that's probably going to cancel, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's life. People move, people get pregnant, whatever, right? Our goal is to hopefully get at least 8%, right? So the difference of your growth is five. So when it comes to retention, um, we do what we call the at-risk list every Tuesday. We're contacting anybody that has not arrived in seven days. Typically, there's writing on the wall. If somebody does not come to your gym, for our business model, right? Because global gyms might not want everybody to come to the gym. That's yeah, another story, it's a right? Different model, but, <laughs> right? For us, though, we know the more likely James comes to the gym, the more likely he's going to continue to stay. So our at-risk list is really huge for us. That's a seven-day report that we run. Another thing for retention is social media. You know, uh, for me, I, I have an athletic background. It's nothing like running out of tunnel playing in front of a couple of thousand people. I went to a small school, so. Being able to do that, man, to hear people chant your name or when you make a bucket or a touchdown for people to explode, it feels freaking amazing. And we try to create that same atmosphere at Mean Green uh, on social media. If James comes to our class and we're doing power cleans and he get, you know, after one day and we got a great shot of him 
we're posting it on social media, tagging him, collaborating with him, because at the end of the day, we want to tell people how proud we are of them, right? Getting their coach, hyping them up. Now the coach is sharing the same post. So when you talk about public awareness and public uh, shout outs, it makes you feel more important versus just mm -hmm. being a number of someone coming in the gate, right? So that's yeah. a number two. I mean, we do a lot of things. I would say number three, one thing I think is really unique is uh, doing things outside the gym. Very cliche, but for us, it's real big. Now, we try not to just put it at the bar, right, where we're only doing drinks. We show people different um, opportunities to to be athletic, right? Something popping off, I'm just getting used to it, is called pickleball. So <laughs> pickleball, black football, uh, dodgeball, doing these events where – our gyms get to collaborate and meet each other as, as well as what our bootcamp members uh, uh, being able to connect with people. And it's cool because we had an event the other week, somebody got proposed to. So when you're talking events that are making relationships, that's why people stay, I believe as long as they stay. Lives. Yeah. Absolutely. So retention at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think all three play a role. Like we said with marketing, right? It's not one tried and true thing it's some element of all three of those Absolutely. It's, it's almost sad to say that like running a report if somebody hasn't been in in seven days it's sad that that's a differentiator right that should be the standard but you'd be surprised how many times people don't even think about that as yeah. business owners it's sad that organizing events for your members is this highlight like that should be to be expected that it's bigger than just sets and reps in 45 minutes a couple of times a week absolutely right? and so for you guys sub eight percent attrition with the goal being even five i think is a really really solid idea to shoot for beyond all of this chris i mean we've been doing this for for north of a decade now and almost 10 years in the brick and mortars themselves where do you see this thing going in the future? You mentioned maybe the licensing route, maybe the franchise route, just short term this, at least in the next year or two, what's kind of the, the big target that you guys are shooting for? Yeah, it's um, faith over fear, man. At the end of the day, for some type of growth, you're going to have to do something you've never done. And uh, our ultimate goal is not to be where we're at. So we'll definitely be opening up our next. We're working on a couple of things right now to open up a brick and mortar within the next six months, hopefully. Um, and then I have a couple head directors that have an opportunity in the inside of one to do their own. So it's basically how more mean greens take place, right? You go through the Chick-fil-A model, you're at the drive-through, you're in the back doing the fries, you're now working the front desk. And it's the same thing we're creating here. So whenever you become a head director, that means you've been in the game with us over two years and you understand all the models. If you have the opportunity and you want to invest, then obviously we can open up another brick and mortar by being an owner operator. So uh, short term, I would say probably the next two years, we should have another two to three locations up depending on um you know who it is and if it's a good connect with me the partner after that man uh i'm a dreamer the sky's the limit I might get a call when we get off this and somebody wants to buy in and do 100 units you know so i'm never gonna turn down an opportunity but uh short term i would say at least two to three more locations do you think they'll be in houston or do you think the next couple will be expanding beyond the market for now houston 
Um, I'm, again, I'm, I'm never again. It's an opportunity. And the reason why I say Houston now, because everything is based upon relationship with me. If it's in Austin, as much as I love Austin, I don't really know nobody in Austin, but, um, if the right opportunity come, if Bobby, our head director moves to Austin, it's a different subject, but, uh, right now it'll be, probably just be Houston. Yeah. Now I've got one final question for you and, and you've been yeah, doing this sure. a long time to know that, that growth is challenging. The industry is not all sunshine and rainbows all the time. What do you think might be some biggest, some big hurdles for you or some big challenges in terms of finding that growth that you're after? Absolutely. So growth, right. I believe it's important. I was just talking to a gym owner about this. It's important to know what your number is for your gym, right? For us, if you're running a floor of 2000 square feet of workspace, having a 2000 member based gym is really going to be difficult, right? So for us, uh, I've noticed, especially with growth, it's not a good feeling for all your members. And what I mean by that, we have your pick your spot model. It can be isolating to some old right? people or some uh, OGs, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So your OGs, you know, they're, they're used to going to a specific spot in the gym. They're used to having that certain barbell that they typically like yeah. to work in. But when you're growing rapidly and you're, you know, hitting the gas on marketing, you're getting, I don't know, we usually get about 20, 30 leads on our Southwest and about 10 to 15 on our North, that's a lot of people coming into your gym every single month. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you're only holding 20 spots or 24 spots in your gym. Sometimes that class becomes packed and it's tough to sometimes tell someone that, Hey man, this class is packed. You're going to have to choose another class. So I would say that has been one of the most challenging things because I'm not behind a desk pressing a button. I'm active. I'm in the gyms. I teach two classes a week. Um, I'm engaging with members on social media. So it's tough at those moments where you got to tell somebody no, because you're trying to grow. But uh, I would say that was one of the biggest hurdles. And then number two would probably be uh, having space for your trainers to grow. You know, uh, this is probably a, it's a good problem to have, but it's yeah. a problem nonetheless. Right? It's a problem, you know, because at the end of the day, everybody can, everybody wants to grow, hopefully. And there, there've been trainers I have that have outgrown us at the time that we were at. If you're offering only $20 an hour and, and they can only work three hours a week, if they're good, they're going to need more hours. Right. Mm -hmm. And that takes place from even going from full-time and having salary or whatever. So for us, we really try are trying our best to put a module in place where you have the part-time person, then you have the full-time person, then you have the director position, then you got the owner operating and then even retirement. So uh, that has been a, a big, big, big per, um, perspective that I've learned probably about three, four years ago. And if somebody outgrows what we have, man, they're doing really, really well. So I would say those are probably our two biggest hurdles. Yeah. I think it's funny because the, the two things that you mentioned aren't necessarily things that get talked about in our space that much. We, yeah. we honor and we almost worship these OG members that got us started when we didn't have much, but sometimes yeah. they can be the the barrier that keeps us from getting to where we want to be because we want to yeah. impress these people because we want to keep them in good spirits and people don't take to change at the same rate. That's for sure. And, and same tough. thing with, with the employee side of things. Yeah. Our, business doesn't necessarily grow at the same rate that people do how do we manufacture a situation that 
that allows them to continue on while still keeping them employees because employee retention is just as big a factor here as member retention. So I think it's harder all, to get a trainer. Challenges. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> At this day and this time in the industry, it can be harder to find a trainer than it is to find a member. That's for sure. So absolutely. Chris, we're, we're running a bit shy on time, but I want to save a few minutes at least for you to tell people where they can learn more about Mean Green. What's the best website? What are the social media links? Where can people connect with you and the team? Yeah, meangreentraining.com. Um, if you're a Google person, if you Google that, it takes you to our gyms, our boot camps, our online, everything that we offer. So that's kind of the landing page. Social media, same thing, Mean Green Training. If you find us on there, you'll also see the different locations that whether it's Mean Green North or Mean Green Bootcamp, Mean Green Southwest, or even my page or our trainer pages. But I would say those two, look for Mean Green Training and you'll see us. Yep. It's perfect. Connect with Chris and the team on all of those platforms. This has been awesome, man. I really appreciate anybody willing to, to give a look behind the scenes into how their business truly functions. It sounds like you're still just as excited to grow this thing as you did the day that you opened. So I'm excited to see what the future of Mean Green looks like. And we'll certainly be watching from the sidelines. That's all the time Absolutely. we have, man. But I, I appreciate you and I can't wish you anything but the best. Appreciate that, Joe. Good luck. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.